first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. We are going to be bringing you guys today a preview video of the Colts' upcoming matchup at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Green Bay Packers. And today with me, we have a very special guest. A lot of you have been begging Cody and I to get this man on the show for months now when you realized we were going to be playing the Packers. So we finally were able to get him on. Tom Grossi. Tom, how are you doing today? I am so good. And for all the people who told uh, you to get me on, uh, I'm so sorry for the disappointment that you're about to face. <laughs> it's like, wow, we've, we've hyped it up of like, man, the fandom's so excited. And oh, this is what you get. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. All right, man. So first question here, we're just going to keep it uh, straight up and to the point. And it's something that, you know, it's been kind of going around the NFL recently of who's been the best wide receiver in the game. And one of those names that's been brought up a lot this year has been Devonte Adams. Now, is that the case of Aaron Rodgers feeling more comfortable in the offense? Is that by design? I'm not so sure, but I mean, he does have over 10 touchdowns on the year. So the guy is balling. Do you believe Devonte Adams is the best wide receiver in the league at this moment in time? Yeah, because like, it, and I'm glad you made that like caveat because I feel like, you know, if you're just like, oh, who's the best wide receiver? Like, that's like, you look at guys like Julio Jones, right? You look at the Mike Evans of the leagues, the DeAndre Hopkins, what have you. I think what can't be argued is that Devontae Adams is definitely the best route runner in the NFL yeah. by far. The guy's release, and, and I think he's been on that level for a few years now. Yeah. You mentioned about Aaron Rodgers and like, you know, is it just him feeling more comfortable? Um, if I'm not mistaken, Devontae has had nearly a thousand yards in almost every season. I know his sophomore year, that's when he struggled and the Packers were thinking about cutting him. But like after that, he's, I think he's had two seasons with like 996 yards. He's like, he's four <laughs> away. And then the rest have been all over a thousand. He's been a stud when he's been on the field. I, I think that there's a very strong argument. You got look at guys like, you know, like maybe a DK Metcalf has been playing really well. I know Michael Thomas has been injured. Julio Jones is still playing really, really well this season. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously the big Hail Mary. Um, I think that if he's not your number one, he's most definitely top three in the league right now. But I think just with the, the combination of his route running, his hands, except for this past Sunday, just don't look at that part, except one great <laughs> touchdown catch. I, I think he definitely makes that argument because he doesn't have like that crazy, crazy speed. He, but he makes up for it by just being so elusive, being so quick off the ball. His release is disgustingly good, um, and he's just so reliable. So I think that he's definitely in that top one, bare minimum top three conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, outside of maybe Stephon Diggs for me, I'd say yeah. Devontae Adams is probably the best route runner. I mean, it does happen to be that way for a lot of these guys. Some of the guys who are not as fast – but just the way you create space, not always about speed, but that footwork is absolutely remarkable. 
So let's go, let's continue with the offense here. We talked about Devontae Adams. We know the big trio of this Packers team, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and then you got Devontae Adams. But let's talk about some of the weaknesses here. I know this season, there's not been a lot of them, at least not a lot of glaring ones to people that really don't follow the team very much. But to you so far this season, what's been the biggest weakness for the Packers offense? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, what people, and especially like the media, will be the first thing to point out is like, ah, wide receiver. Because once you start looking, you know, past Devontae Adams and you're like, who else do you have? And I think it's important to realize that, you know, the Packers in the games that they have won, you know, besides like this Sunday, um, they would have no problems putting up points. And I think that a lot of that is because their offensive line play has been amazing. Even when you have guys like David Bakhtiari missing time, they're playing really, really well. But MVS has kind of like the last, definitely this past Sunday, but has had some like really, really nice flashes. Um, and we've seen this before as Packers fans, but it seems like he's doing it in a little bit more of a consistent rate. Uh, you have Alan Lazard who's been injured, you know, since week two. So he'll be coming back hopefully this Sunday. He just got activated off IR. Um, if I had to point anything when it comes to weaknesses, it's not necessarily personnel. I think it's been some of the play calling uh, at, at times when it's like third and short has been problematic. Sometimes when we get down to the red zone, but the biggest thing is, is coming back from a deficit that has been a problem last year. And that's been a problem this year under Matt LaFleur. You saw it definitely with the Buccaneers game. That was like very, very glaring. Once this team is down, it's very difficult for them to come back. And I think that that's been like an overall weakness. And I don't know if you want to point to that just being becoming one-sided, you know, they're just having to rely on Aaron Rodgers and throw the ball. You take Aaron Jones out of the mix when you're just going with the passing game. But that would, I'd say, be like their biggest weakness as of right this second on offense. Because like you said, there aren't a ton. But that one, you know, if, if the Colts, for example, build a sizable lead on Sunday, that's when I start to worry and go, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. Gotcha. So let's talk about another wide receiver that you guys have, and that is Alan Lazard. So he just got activated. I believe it was today. I saw Schefter report that. How big is that for you guys this Sunday? Because I know he was killing it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, Lazard was this guy who came in and really kind of started coming into his own at the end of last year, especially in that Lions game. And he kind of filled in that vacuum that there were that hole uh, where there was a no number two wide receiver. And we were hoping it was going to be MVS. We were hoping for a lot of things, but it never turned out to be now fast forward in which there was a lot of hype for Alan Lazard. And the biggest question was like, can he be that number two guy that we've desperately needed? And, you know, I think having Lazard on the field is a game changer. I think MVS plays better when he's on the field because he's our only speedy threat. And so I think that, you know, having some more eyes on Alan Zard, a reliable, consistent playmaker, I think is, is, is definitely a game changer because Devontae Adams is going to get the double coverage, you know, or if you're playing the Vikings, triple coverage, and he's still going to find a way to get the ball, but it's going to give opportunities to these other guys. And Alan Lazard is definitely a guy who can take advantage of that. So it's going to be great having him back there and uh, having our offense back at full strength. All right. Staying with the offense here. So, this season, at least from my perspective, I've seen you guys from your offensive standpoint, it seems your team has a completely different atmosphere this year. You know, last year it was the defense, right? You were a top three defense. The, every position was stacked. 
And then, well, you know, it, we'll, we'll say bearing to differ on that. But then, you know, the offense last season, it was okay. But, you know, they were like, again, outside of Devontae Adams, who do you mm-hmm. have? There really wasn't much to go off yeah. of. And this year it just seems, again, the offense just seems to be a little more in sync. Defense has been – I don't know how you feel about the defense. It's been, you know, for me it's been about average. But yes. uh, what – What's been the biggest difference for this offense in general? And how much do you think Matt LaFleur has had to do with the change and how the offense seems to be more consistent? Yeah, I think last year, you know, you mentioned Devontae Adams. There was Devontae Adams, and then the other big one was Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones was tearing through that league, having double-digit touchdowns. He was incredible. And what you saw a lot of last year was – you know, the floor is coming in, introducing brand new schemes, brand new looks. You have Hackett coming in from Jacksonville, again, introducing brand new looks and schemes. The only guy who was kind of consistent, who was there from the McCarthy era, was over on the defensive side of the ball, and that was Mike Pettin. And I think that's why you saw that defense, you know, have those, those glimmers of like, oh, they can be really good. We were really effective of getting after the quarterback. Run defense still wasn't that great. But um, the secondary was good. Passing defense was pretty solid. So this year... I think you're seeing, you know, some more comfort within Matt LaFleur's offense. It's his second year of kind of just putting his own flair on it in which they're not having to rely on Mike McCarthy or that's not what they're going to have to fall back on. I think you definitely have a lot of Matt LaFleur influence on that. I think you're having a lot more motion that is starting to happen pre-snap and to confuse defenses. And I think one of the biggest things about the Packers this year is that everyone was talking about how they don't have a second wide receiver, but you were looking at all the tight ends that are getting targets. Big Bob Tunyon in the beginning, like was getting a ton of targets. He was leading the league in tight end touchdowns at one point. I know he hasn't really gotten a lot of productivity since that point, but Aaron Jones is great um, in the passing game as well. Same with Jamal Williams. And I think it's just because like they're being utilized in such different ways that teams really don't know how to plan for it. Because last year there was like, again, there was that mix of McCarthy and the floor really hadn't made it his own, but now this is something it's again, obviously a Shanahan uh, type offense, but it's something that the league hasn't, or let me put it this way. It's something that opponents haven't seen the Packers run. Cause there's not a ton of tape before this season on it. So I think it's like a little bit of the nuance to it. And plus it's just a little bit more comfort with the actual scheme itself. Gotcha. So now talked a lot about the offense here. Take all that in, into consideration here for this next part. You're coming into Lucas oil here and you're facing the number one defense in the NFL, the number two rush defense. They've shut guys down like Dalvin Cook, and, and who's been on a tear. I know you know from a couple weeks ago with that, what was it, three touchdowns, four touchdowns that he had? Four. So, yeah, Dalvin only had one late garbage time touchdown against Indy. And there's been a couple other guys. We, I mean, Derrick Henry had himself a 100-yard game, but never scored in that game. So, you know, the Colts' defense has really stuffed teams up front with that power front line. And especially in the passing game, too, it's been different for the Colts. I mean, DeForest Buckner and guys on the edge, they don't really blow away teams when it comes to sacks. They're about sure. average. But when it comes to QB hits and pressure, we're right up there amongst the top, always getting pressure, you know, and and this team is just so fast and young in the back four as well. So how confident are you in first being able to run the ball? Because like I said, this Colts defense is different when it comes to getting pressure and then being able to pass. I mean, obviously Devontae Adams is going to get his, but 
how how confident are you in being able to match up against this defense? Well, first, I want to say that I absolutely love that you were able to take a player like Xavier Rhodes, who was trash on the Vikings, and actually make him a competent player here because it just rubs more salt in the wound of the Vikings. So yes. I'm all about that <laughs> all day, every day. Yes. Um, you know, and, and Xavier Rhodes has a lot of experience with Aaron Rodgers. You know, we Packers fans used to say the roads are open because basically <laughs> we're able to just toss all over him, and it was fantastic. Was this year. Um, I mentioned the offensive line before. I think the offensive line is definitely going to have its work cut out for it. Um, you know, David Bakhtiari returning, also getting an extension to make him the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history. You know, he's got a lot to play for, so that's great. Um, I think we're going to return. I did like to get some more. We got a lot of money. 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 We got a l